0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Meaningful Revolution podcast. I am your host and certified high performance coach, Sean. And today we have a returning guest, a personal friend of mine who uh, last time we talked about the power of rituals. And we are going to really dig into what she's doing right now. And I'm really excited to welcome Nicole Sugihara. So welcome, Nicole. Hello, everybody. How are we? Awesome. The Meaningful Revolution podcast has progressed. We focus a lot more on talking about meaningful pursuit. And I started asking people a new question, and I'll ask you this right off the bat. But could you tell me if you could start a meaningful revolution to improve the world, what would you title it and why?
1: I would title it Living the Fierce Love Life and why I think I would call it that. Is because I work, my whole company and everything that I do is about living a fierce love life. And having that discernment and distinction between when, how to basically blend, I'm not going to even say balance, I'm just going to say blend. Hmm. How we blend our fierceness, which is that fiery, sassy, drive, passionate side of ourselves. With that loving, tender, sweet, gentle side of ourselves and then creating, using those basically utilizing those two forces to create a life that is meaningful for yourself and for other people around you.
0: Awesome. So I'm curious, like how did, like why the words fierce love life? Like how did those words come into being? Oh (laughs) that's a great
1: question. (laughs) Okay, so why the duality is really what the question is is like why what why is the duality there? Like why isn't just like the fierce life or why isn't just a love life? Because I think that each within each of us there's this intricate force of like dark light, shadow light, Mm -hmm. masculine, feminine, and then all of those spaces in between and the interweaving or balancing act right of all of those forces that are within ourselves i don't i because over the course of my life so far i have always tried to be like a loving good kind person and that's great like definitely i definitely say yeah. go with that and at the same time That's not necessarily there needs to sometimes be that fire, that charge, that heat, that passion that gets mixed in there to create more of a force to be able to get the things that you want to get done that you do love and that you do feel like excited about. Sometimes you need a little bit more heat to get that stuff done. And that's I feel like that's where a lot of the time the passion lives in the fierce part, not so much in the love part. I think a lot of the time we think that the passion that we have lives in the love and I think it might live in both places but I do believe that to be able to create action and to be able to just sometimes get out of bed and do the things that have to be done even though we don't maybe want to do the things right I feel like mm-hmm. that's where the fear comes in for me and it can be it can go back and forth and mm-hmm. and I think also the need or the need for somebody who is oftentimes Over my lifetime, I would definitely say I've been a peacekeeper. I've been that people-pleaser person. And that fierce, tapping into that fierceness has helped me so that I just don't get walked on. And Mm -hmm. that I do get to say what I need to say, be taken seriously, and be able to let my voice be heard. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I think there's also that piece of it, too.
0: Right on. Can you maybe tell us a bit more on... Your journey with fierce love life, because it sounds a lot of times I know in my life, in my line of work, too, we often create the things that we need for ourselves. Could you explain maybe a time when that wasn't blended properly to use your words, and how you came upon the, this idea of needing the, these different energies in order to be in the world and be present? and a presence. Oh. Um.
1: This question, Sean. Only the questions an introvert will be willing to ask. I tell you what. Oh. I feel like it's been a lifetime in the making. And really the fierce love life is honestly like the birthing of a child for me. And I haven't birthed biological children. I am a stepmom to a few and a grandmother to more. And So I don't know the physical, actual experience of birthing something from my being like that. However, I can tell you that Fierce Love Life is my child. Like, it is a child for me. Like, it has been in the womb, has been cultivated for a long time, has been through the fire, through excitement, through all of the fun things, through all of the pains. And she's coming out. And I would... And, it, and I wouldn't say that it's only one experience. I think it's been an accumulation of experiences throughout the last many years of my life. And I think my earliest experience, you know, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when it's like stage four breast cancer when I was seven years old and not to just go deep and heavy right away. But that is the foundation really of the fear of self life. And because part of. me watching that seeing that witnessing that being a part of that experience which was about a 20 year journey for her really did teach me that this life that we've been given that we've been granted really honestly we've been granted this like Mm -hmm. chunk of existence for however long we get to be here that it's sacred it is holy and it is nothing to take advantage of and to be able to watch somebody that you love dearly struggle for so long really did make me appreciate that every day is a gift. And I know mm-hmm. that people say that kind of flippantly, but really it is. And being able to take that, take that, that, that a little bit sassiness and really just grab every day by the horns and be like, we're doing this today.
0: <laughs> and
1: instead of just because i think it's really the name of this podcast is meaningful revolution and it's hard to i think it sometimes it's hard for us to wake up every day wanting to grab it by the horns and just ride full force and some days you feel like that when you wake up and sometimes you don't and i think the meaningful revolution is about trying to cultivate that more frequently and i do think it's something that we do have to cultivate i think that from the very early days of my life, I feel like I started to see how if you don't cultivate that, you can just lose it, right? Yeah. And so your words for it are Meaningful Revolution. My words for it is Fierce Love Life and they really are synonymous in so many ways. And it's creating meaning. It's creating impact. It's creating intention in how we want to live and how we want to exist and treat other people. And so... I have a lot of other examples of things, but I think that's a good place to start.
0: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry about that experience. I, having my, my mom, when I was six, was diagnosed with breast cancer too, and she ended up surviving, but chemo was really rough on her and like mm-hmm. caused health problems down, down the way. But we don't need to get into that super deep. I'm curious then, as... You've been working and building on Fierce Love Life. Like, what do you think are like the main characteristics of someone in the movement? If you have an avatar or the type of client or customer that you are looking to help empower in this particular special way.
1: So the typical person that I work with is the soulfully badass person who. Is a little bit sciencey, a little bit woo, loves mm-hmm. the magic of the world. And maybe they've been hiding that for a little while too. I find that they, I definitely attract people that are a little in that aspect. But a lot of the time, they, life has thrown them a curveball. They've been thrown off course in some way. Maybe they've had the change in their relationship status or in their job or their health. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have, like, kids have left home. So they're like empty nesters for the first time or, or also they just know that there's they just they feel somewhat unfulfilled and just know that there is more to life and they want that like they want to but they don't know how to get it or what to do about it or they've lost so much of themselves along the way that part of my work is really helping to just bring them back into themselves and mm. being able to i say that i one of my greatest gifts is being able to shine the light into the spaces that people forgot love existed and mm. That really is one of my greatest gifts. And I love being able to share that with people and to be able to help people with that process. And that could, that could mean that maybe they've experienced, just, maybe they just have, have had a hardship in their life. Maybe they've experienced some kind of trauma. Maybe they just are just feeling blah, right? Like they just, I call it the messy mundane. They're like stuck in the middle of the messy mundane. And they just don't mm-hmm. really, they just, it just feels like they need to wiggle out of this weirdness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the work I do is to help them through that process and reconnect with themselves and through sacred ritual and holy ceremony.
0: Right on. Yeah, I love like in the way that I've thought about this for myself, I like to call it the call to adventure. I know I've had it a bunch of times in my life where you're in life and you're like, how did I get here? Is this really the life that I want to be living? And then... The work is to be like, oh, I can do something about this. And I think we both in a way help people bridge that gap of, okay, there needs to be a change. How do I enact that out in the world? Whether it's changing what I'm doing or changing particular relationships or all the other things that people generally in life find meaning in. Yeah. With that said, I was a bit curious. I guess the next best question here then is what has really been lighting your fire recently? Yeah, I'm curious, like in your work or how you're approaching it, like what's really getting you excited or really getting you like pumped about the world in your work or I guess personal life either?
1: God, these questions, Sean, I swear, every time. (laughs) Just gets me right here. So what I've been... My greatest call to adventure and Mm -hmm. what I'm super stoked about recently is, oh gosh, I'm on the verge of like excitement and crying all at the same time. Every time you ask me a question, but recently in the last about month, I actually resigned from the job that I've had Mm -hmm. for 16 and a half, almost 17 years and have been making really good money at it. And yet, where I was not the place for me to be anymore. And I have been building Fierce Love Life for years now on the side on the back burner in the dark hours and mm. or in the wee hours, sometimes dark hours. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I've been cultivating it and creating it. What's been the side hustle in essence? And so my I think my greatest call to adventure right now, and the thing that I'm super stoked about is the fact that I get to do it like full time now. And sometimes more than full-time. And the adventure is really like continually doing all of the hard things. (laughs) Yeah. I'm using that like hashtag adulting hard today because I feel like every, there's so many things within that process that are just like, Uh oh my gosh, so much not my normal world of how my brain works. And so Mm -hmm. every day it's, oh no, I have to go deal with tech. Oh no, I have to get on the phone with the website people. Oh no, I've got to figure out how to do something with this video. Oh no, like it's all the thing that like my brain is, uh, and, and I'm just, I'm okay with it. Like I'm learning to just be okay with it because I recognize that moving through those things and like figuring those things out and just doing them or getting the help that I need to get through them is what is enabling me to be able to get my work out in the world. And honestly, at the moment, like, there is nothing more that excites me more than that than to be able to know that, like, I get to put more work out there to be able to help and impact the greater good and to create positive change and to provide my special, unique, like, assistance in the world. So that is, like, my greatest adventure right now.
0: Um. And we... For the people listening, we talk often about how we're putting all the stuff out in the world and stuff, or part of our little like business group as business professionals.
1: Business <laughs> professionals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. Okay. That is awesome. And I'm really excited to see all the things that are coming for you on that.
1: Um, and I wanna I, say something really quick. I don't wanna interrupt you, but I just wanna go I wanna, for it, yeah. I wanna say something else about that that I think will help might help people that are listening to this because this isn't just about, oh, I just did I just resigned from one thing and I'm just going to do my other thing. But I wanna speak to a little bit about the struggle of having of being in something that you know is not the thing that's your real thing, or that is not your complete thing, or that, again, it's that transitional space, it's that messy mundane, or that just getting knocked off course a little bit, where you Mm -hmm. feel like that is not the place your soul is supposed to be living, whatever that looks like for you. And and I struggled with that for, I'm talking, it's been some years, people. And so (laughs) the willingness and the struggle and just acknowledging if you're in a place of I don't really know what to do now or how to shift or move out of those spaces just the willingness and the ability to finally take your take yourself into this next phase taking a few more steps in the direction that you want to go whatever that looks like like the freedom like what's on the other side of that is freedom mm-hmm. for me and for most anybody else I've talked to about this and yeah. really like continually answering the call of what does my soul want now? Like, what is the next thing that my soul wants me to do? What is the next thing? And the contentment and the freedom of letting go of those things that have been holding us back, whatever that might look like for you, it is really like part of the whole point of that part of the journey. And yeah. so I just, I we've taught I don't need to talk about all the struggle and all the things and all the things but there was a boatload of that I can just assure Mm -hmm. you of all of that but it's like that joy and happiness and contentment and freedom that is felt on the other side of that super scary cliff
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah
1: at the moment it's totally worth it so I don't want to like share that without at least sharing that piece like the gifts on the other side or in the middle of the journey mm-hmm. and celebrating and honoring those things too, because they are something that also gets to be celebrated and honored.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And think, and let me know if we should cut this out or not. And I think a crucial part of this story too, is you left a family business. So there's relationships mm-hmm. that are involved that are impacted with, People, presumably, you care about. Yes. That journey, if anyone is thinking, I need to switch a situation, but you don't get it because it's not easy. Like, I can just say being your friend for the last couple of years, regularly talking with you, I know how taxing this journey has been. I know how much you've struggled with thinking through what's the right way to go forward. You talk about spending so many years trying to make that decision. I, I think the thing that you didn't say is like, that is probably a huge consideration with building it with family members. And we won't get into more specifics than that, but it's amazing that it, that, that call to adventure. Like I like to say, of okay, now is the time to make the move is where your fierceness and sassiness is, as you would say, came out to, implement that change and I just I want to honor it just as a friend I guess publicly because why not but quite amazing and I feel like so many people have that journey I know that when i left, left like I left Apple in 2019 it's the best job I ever had and the struggle for a year and a half was why would I leave something so good <laughs> yeah something that I had wanted for a lot of my life and it's I have this fire in my belly for something more and that should be celebrated too if that's the call but Mm -hmm. I know it was a tough decision for you and again I'm super excited that you have stepped into this fully and have been very graceful and okay like Video's not clicking today, and that's cool. Or oh, <laughs> stupid computer, or whatever it is. Oh, Kajabi, WordPress, oh, WordPress, uh-huh. yeah. or Shopify, or Kajabi. <laughs> I, I get all of
1: them. Like, yay me! Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So, thank you. Like, I do appreciate the acknowledgement of that, and it is that did lay add a very like, complicated layer to mm-hmm. my decisions for sure, and some of my most important relationships are tied up in that, we were tied up in that company and still are actually. And so, and yet that is still life, right? Like, I don't think any of us, I don't know anybody on the planet or at least in, or in my periphery, in my people, within my people circle, I don't know anybody that's not, that doesn't have some sort of complicated layer to something, right? To a relationship or to a, to an experience that they're living. And so I, and I get that sometimes those things are hard to explain to the outside world. Sometimes things look really easy from the outside world, like other people looking in and there might be a lot of judgment or a lot of criticism and why don't you just get out or why don't you just get, why don't you just leave or I don't, or the worse sometimes is it's not so bad. Why don't you just stay? That's not, it's not so terrible. What's your problem? You get paid well, you get, well, you get time when you want it, blah, blah, blah. You've got, it's pretty plush. And trust me, I've heard it all right? I've heard all of the criticisms from all the different spectrums and really what it comes down to in a little nutshell. Like the thing that Mm -hmm. I think is the most important that I have learned over the years. And again, this has taken a lot of reconfiguring on my, for myself is what does my heart actually want to do? And what is my heart saying? What does my being need? What does my soul need? Like, what do I, like, what do I physically need Mm -hmm. for my mental, emotional, mental, spiritual wellness? What do I actually need? Because I know that I got so stretched, spread out, stretched out, right? Of my, Mm -hmm. and when, in in doing that, when we get stretched out, like I lost sight of my own self along Mm -hmm. the way. And then trying to figure out what I actually needed was really hard. I was like, I don't know. Who am I? What do I need to do now? I don't know. So I get that it's not as a simple question as go where your soul is leading you. Mm-hmm. And it is also that simple. Mm-hmm. Get the, Getting to that place is not simple sometimes. But I do also know that our soul does not lie. Our heart does not lie. And our bodies do not lie. Mm-hmm. And so if, you, if any of the people who are listening to this, find themselves in a position where their health is going down the tubes. They are feeling yucky or just icky and uncomfortable and ooh. Or again, simply there is just more to this life. Like maybe you can't pinpoint it or name it or whatever. Then that is your soul's nagging, your heart's nagging you is to shift something in your world. It doesn't even have to be big things. It can be little baby steps. Take one step in the direction of that voice. And of that calling, like one tiny thing, maybe it's to go and buy yourself flowers, right? Maybe it's to go take yourself out on a walk in the woods so you can hear yourself again for a minute. So maybe you can listen to the birds or maybe you can hear the sound of your own breath for a minute. Sometimes it's those things, like it's the littlest things and the littlest baby steps. It doesn't have to be these giant leaps into the next chapter. It can just be simply write the next letter of the next word doesn't have to be the whole a whole thing right and it's the baby steps that get us back to who we are usually and answering that call of the soul or the call to adventure is about that it's about like it'll and tuning into how you get that information and what that call is and maybe some of the ways that shows up is sometimes it's in a dream Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, my story (laughs) about my dreams. Maybe (laughs) sometimes it's like it wakes you up in the middle of the night and you're like, what's that even about? Maybe you don't even need to know what it's about. Maybe you just need to go do the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like mine was to go make rainbow cakes. Why? I don't know. I still love doing that. (laughs) Maybe it's about maybe you just have that like a thing that sparks in your mind one day that, you know, you you need to go paint. And you're Mm -hmm. like, I don't even paint. Try it out. Go buy a cheap set at the grocery store. Go finger paint if you want. So it's a lot of time, I think it's just following some of those things that seem really random. And they're not, I don't believe they're random. I don't believe they're yep. random anymore. I believe that they are our souls, our soul talking to us or our heart talking to us. It's that longing and that spark talking to us. It's that call to adventure. And it doesn't necessarily always show up how we think it's going to. In fact, I would say 90% of the time it doesn't
0: show up how yeah. we think
1: it's going to show up at all.
0: Definitely. And I also feel maybe culturally, at least here in the States, you're so often told not to follow it. It's (laughs) not the safe way. It's not. You're an adult. Why would you finger paint? Like, why are you into like glitter sparkle unicorns?
1: (laughs) They're awesome.
0: (laughs) They are. They are awesome. And at the end of the day, I think part of what I'm hoping to accomplish with these conversations is. To help give people permission to follow that voice, say, "Oh, I have this crazy idea, and it's probably not going to work, and that's okay. Like you don't have to stick the landing every time you try to do a flip. Half of the fun is tumbling and feeling the ridiculousness of the situation, or realizing that you look pretty silly when you try to do a somersault and you only do it halfway, and it kind of looks like (laughs) a cartoon. And basically, yeah." see what you think about this but my feeling is like life is hard and life can be harsh and we have a choice every day to pursue something that we find meaning and that we find fulfilling and life can be hard and harsh while we're doing it but at least we have a chance to be happy mm-hmm. versus doing the things that are expected or are told of us and having our souls crushed and then life being hard and harsh as Mm -hmm. you go with it. So you have a choice to have that chance to at least find that sense of calm or inspiration or excitement in life or not. And I feel like Fierce Love Life is aligned with that also, but what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's 100% true. I totally agree with you on that. I think that one of, so I have two main things on that. So one is about curiosity and one is really about the why when i think about the why of why the work that we do is so important is because i feel like i came into this world a pretty like pretty sparkly person right like i was i don't think i was like an honorary kid or anything like that like i loved the magic of life from the very beginnings of my memories and just always wanted to suck the marrow out of life right mm-hmm. and i found that life along the way or people within the life that we live don't always want you to be right a sparkly happy person they don't want you to be a joyful person and there's a way of life that just it knocks it it just knocks us it knocks the goodness out of us right to a certain degree there's just there's so much stuff that happens on this planet that is not amazing that is not pleasant that is horrible and harsh and painful right and that is also just part of life i think as humans we make it a lot harder sometimes and and un- un- don't need to be so mean about stuff but that is just some people right and now and really mother nature right hello tornadoes hello hurricanes hello earthquakes hello tidal waves mother nature can be a very distinct cleansing force so within <laughs> our nature there is part of that right which is also where that fierceness comes from But I say that in that one of the reasons why I think the work that we do, and I say you like as in you and I and people, is that I want to be able to help like the people that I love the most. And my niece is always like my go to of my why. I want to be able to help that spirit of her, that beautiful, golden, gorgeous spirit of her to be able to be as bright and as shiny and as sparkly as she possibly can be without life trying to knock it out of her. That's really like when it comes right down to it, I want to be able to try to impart as many skills, tools, mindset shifts, ways of existing and living and being that help that even though life can knock it, try to knock it out of us, that she can still keep rising and that I can still keep rising, that you can still keep rising. And we can still, like you said, find that joy and that love and that happiness in those moments, even if it looks like a hot mess, Mm -hmm. right? Even if it's super powerful or painful. And I also want to say that's not bypassing the pain. Mm -hmm. There are ways to get through things. The only way to the other side of a painful or traumatic experience is through it. We can't bypass it with positive thinking. We can't bypass it with a mantra or an affirmation. We can't bypass it by ignoring it. We can't bypass it by sweeping it under the rug. Like we can't dress it up if it's a fiery ass dragon and we try to dress it up like a princess it's still a fiery ass dragon underneath you gotta (laughs) deal with the dragon and so i think part of it is being able to cultivate and utilize and understand and learn different ways of existing within this life that can really be nasty sometimes and beautiful all at the same time Mm -hmm. but learning the different skills learning the different learning different ways to exist sometimes it's for survival sometimes it's for coping and sometimes it's to thrive, right? There's just a spectrum of those tools. And the more that we can learn and use them and utilize them, then yeah, the more times that we're able to take those icky things and be able to see those glimmers of light in them and then be able to be, and use that light to be able to help deal with that other mucky stuff. And so I think that's. Important. That is really why I love doing what I do and working with people. And then I think I don't know if I said this on our first podcast together, but I think I mentioned Elizabeth Gilbert and her discussing curiosity, and in in that the call to adventure and finding a meaningful experience in our life or creating that meaningful revolution. And about that, it's not always about finding our quote unquote purpose. That it is oftentimes simply about following the curiosities. So we've been talking about the call of adventure or being woken up in the middle of the night by a random dream or by a random prompting during the day. And we're like, what is this? Sometimes there are some people that will not ever find their actual quote unquote purpose, right? That is just how it is with people, right? Not everybody's going to find that quote unquote great purpose. However, like if we follow those promptings of our hearts and our souls and the middle of the night promptings or the daytime, whatever, or that niggling, then at the very least, we will have followed our curiosities. And at the Mm -hmm. end of our life, if nothing else, even if we didn't find our purpose, at the very end of the day, we've at least found this beautiful life. We've lived a beautiful life full of interesting curiosities, which is totally also amazing and cool (laughs) and helps charge the battery on a regular basis to help deal with the inevitability of life Oftentimes being just a kick in the pants sometimes. So, all of that. Yeah, I just feel like that's part of
0: what it's about, right? Like, totally. I love the idea of curiosity. And the way that I I view it is it's a great way to redirect energy. So, you might have a lot of that. As you're talking, I was imagining like different channels, like, depending on what happens, like being curious about things so often can stop us from feeling negative emotions because we're switching the part of our brain from a emotional reactiveness to exploring. And a lot of that, those curiosities that we've experienced and we learn about, oh, this is really cool, is really, again, just a different perspective, a different way of uh, approaching it to then incorporate it into our lives, right? Again, it's not sugarcoating things or ignoring things. It's more of how do I take the cards that were given to me and play the best hand possible. And when you can do that, you actually can win some hands that maybe you shouldn't have. And that's there's a sense of joy in that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I love that, that value of curiosity and how it can really serve you from to fiercely go after what you need to in life. For sure. I love it. Yeah. All that said, we've been going jamming for quite a bit, <laughs> as we I do. Was actually, I was actually <laughs> going to ask you real quick. So, something I've been really thinking of, and I know you've had some thoughts. And this is going to seem like a completely like left field question, but something that I've really been thinking about and focusing about recently has been how as we do our things that are meaningful. We have new tools accessible to us. And sometimes they're frustrating or, or whatnot. But when you think about living a fierce love life, do you, what are some of the like more cutting edge things that you've been or thinking of? I was going to ask you about AI and stuff. That seems, doesn't seem particularly mm-hmm. pertinent to this conversation right here. But that idea of how do you accelerate that that fierceness That feeling of love and that feeling of taking life by the horns.
1: Okay. Uh, Gosh, so many ways I could go with that one. There's so many directions. Part of it, I again, I think it's coming back to this, like blending of the multiple pieces, right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned AI, and then also which I've used this week and also this week I have been practicing. I like, I just signed up for a ceremonial drum class Mm and how to play, how to learn, how to play my ceremonial drums that I have. And as both ways, right, both things are heightening the experience of living that fierce love life and in different ways right? One is getting way more rooted into like tradition. The other one is utilizing newer technology. And so there is this interesting interplay, like literally just this week, and about how both of those things are helping to fuel this movement and machine, so to speak, and my life. So it is interesting. And for me, I think that's what it's going to continually look like. I think that I will continually come down, come back to utilizing the practices of ancient ancestors, of ancient practices of our roots and our core and our DNA and mixing it and utilizing what I feel like is the best pieces of the technology to help that come forward. And I think that because really ultimately the goal is to be able to get our messages out there in as many ways as maybe can be possible because it's just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's a part of us that needs a little bit more help doing that because like at the end of the day, we're like a human being, right? Doing all mm-hmm. of this. So I think how it, both of those help to amplify the message and amplify the ability of getting those things out there. Mm-hmm. And I'll, so I'll use this as an example because it, this was one of the things that I... So I learned during this little this, the first class for the drumming that we could use... I use a mantra meditation in mm-hmm. my coaching with people. And I learned that we could drum that basically that mantra Mm -hmm. and in doing the drumming of those mantras whatever you want to choose you can choose your own or whatever that helps shift the theta brain waves so that it opens us up to a more receptive place Mm -hmm. and that's often why ceremonial not to give a whole thing but why ceremonial Mm -hmm. drumming is used for i do shamanic journeys with people and ceremonies with people and why that's used is because it does open up and quiet down, it's basically gets you into a meditative space very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's been used traditionally like that for thousands of years, right? Hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousands of years, probably. And when we take something more quote unquote modern, like a mantra or a positive affirmation, and you utilize the drumming to basically drum it into the body, it then starts to resonate in this completely different way because we're way more open to it So from a cellular level, we're shifting the ability of that mantra to be able to come into our being and start to infiltrate at a very distinct like cellular DNA structural level, which could in a regular world without the ancient drum could maybe take five months. I'm just saying, I don't know. And maybe this only takes five days or five minutes. And I feel like AI is a way to take the same thing, like like. Maybe it's going to, it's taking lots of complex information, simplifying it down and then spitting it out in a few seconds or a minute. I don't think Mm -hmm. anything's taken a minute so far that I put in there, like, but seconds. (laughs) So it's taking this thing. So it's like the assimilation process can happen quicker. So the content that we're putting out or trying to create, right, maybe it took me, I'm going to say about a year to create the website content that I wrote myself for my website. I could have potentially (laughs) (laughs) saved myself about 11 and a half months by putting stuff into AI, like into the chat GPT or whatever, and like pulling it out and utilizing it. Or better yet, I can take things that I've already written and then disseminate them in different ways a lot faster. So at the end of the day, it can be more effective. It can be assimilated quicker and more of my messaging can get out there in a variety of different ways that'll help it land with people. So that's right kind on. of the long, bizarre story of how that works. But for me, that's how I can see it working. And it's going to keep doing like the mixing in the mixing. It's just going to mm-hmm. be like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's another spice in the recipe.
0: Definitely. I love that. I was talking with somebody else recently, another mutual friend, Patrick Mosier, who's been on the podcast really fan. Shout out Fascinating, Patrick. fantastic. Yeah, shout out Patrick. And he was like, the one question we should be asking is like, where's the humanity in these tools? And I really liked that question. And to just hype what you were saying, I think it's a it's a tool that can accelerate human ability. As Steve Jobs said that the computer was a bicycle for the mind. I think this is like a rocket ship when used properly. And again, there's a light and dark side to any thing that we're doing but how does this amplify that the human side of what we're doing is super super important sorry to throw that i didn't really feel like it fit in the conversation i had it on a question i wanted to ask i actually thought most of the today's conversation was going to be on ai we just went into fierce love life and that was (laughs) super duper amazing so Sometimes you take the opportunity that life throws at you.
1: Well, Um, and I'm okay with that because I think that it's because I know that you and I have had a lot of conversations about using AI and some of the scaries of it, right? Like some mm -hmm. of the trepidation or some of the concerns that I know lots of people have. I know I'm not the only one. And we have talked about it from the place of me being a, at my core, I'm a creative, right? I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. I'm a creative. I love writing i love painting i love working with my hands i love getting my hands dirty this is it is an integral part of who i am and so from the space of when we've discussed ai before i was more concerned about how does the creative process stay true to the human Mm -hmm. as opposed to it being computerized in some respect or being you know over over techified and i don't really have a great answer to that Except for, I feel like, like in the drum example that I use, like there's, it's a tool, right? It's a tool to amplify and to create an expedited experience, so to speak. And it can come in a lot of different forms. And I don't think that we're clearly not done having the conversation about AI as a culture yet. as a society no. or anything else like that. <laughs> we're just barely beginning. And who knows, we might be having a very different conversation a year from now about it. But I am excited about, from the creative perspective, I am really excited about how it can help me as a creative person get more of what's in my brain and my being out. Because as a creative person, too, sometimes a problem is being able to get it all out. Yeah, and in a timely fashion, right? And sometimes it can stay jumbled in the brain for a really long time, or trapped inside this body of ours. And so, I that's one of the things I look forward to it helping with. And so, I and I get that it comes with its issues, and that's a story for another day. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's exciting, and I think it'll be interesting. And I do think it does help with. It. For me, the most exciting thing about it is that it can help amplify my message, your message. Those of our people, right, that are, that want to put good out in the world to be able to, again, get more of what's in us out in a more timely fashion. So things just don't take so dang long because, as a one human solopreneur type of person, like we need a little help. Like it's like a, it's a little assistant on the side. And we yeah. all could use some assistance in our world of helping life, again, helping that kind of clunky hard part of life be a little bit easier like we can embrace it for the ease of things instead of just thinking that we have to struggle fight and hustle and grind our way through everything like i'm really not about that i really am about like how do we do this with more grace and ease how can we do this life with more grace and ease sometimes we need to put a little spice in there that's okay and i feel like ai has the ability to help us again used responsibly or with love, that it can help us to create more grace and ease within those things so that we're not, again, like sitting in our rooms, like bashing our head against the wall, like trying to think of the words or do the thing and be able to get it out there. So I, again, I think it's, I don't think it really was a one-off. I don't think it's like a total, like came out of left field kind of conversation about AI, but, and I do know like this podcast can now right the transcript of this podcast For any of the other entrepreneurs that are talking out there, (laughs) listening, the transcript of this could be taken and Sean and I can use it. You guys can't, but we can because it's our information, (laughs) not your information, but it's our information that we could then put into, use it to multiply the message, right? Mm -hmm. Within socials and blog posts and all those other things, like taking some of those gems and utilizing those in a different way and multiplying it in a lot quicker way than we could have before. So absolutely
0: what would take me four to six hours to format and get all the descriptions up and social media posts. I can now do in under an hour because of these tools. So, yeah, that's exciting and fun.
1: Right. And okay, And so, again, like. Then what do you get to do? So if that would have taken you four hours and now it's going to take you one, you now have three hours. That you've basically been gifted for the day or the week or whatever. And think of all of the fun things that you can now do at that time Mm -hmm. that you maybe didn't have before. (laughs) Think of all of the like, and that's how I would like to think about it is how much more fun, beautiful, awesome stuff do I get to go do or share now? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't Spending those four hours, it only took me one. And so now there's three more hours that I get to do something else amazing with. Whether it's just for my own self, joy and happiness, which I think we've lost a lot of, but I think we're starting to get some of that back in the last few years. Um, Or spend that time with your kids or your spouse or your dog or your cat or your self Mm -hmm. or creating a few more pieces of content for something else you want to do. So yeah. It's in some ways, it's like a cool joy giver. Yep.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's an amplifier, but the things yep. that you would do normally, you're going to do more of because you'll have more time potentially. Yep. And I absolutely would. But... Okay. With all of that said, Nicole, what, where can people follow up with you? What are some things that you're working on that people can get involved with so they can themselves join the fierce love life revolution? Sean.
1: They can find me on Instagram at fierce love life. And they can also find me at fiercelovelife.com. And I have that links to my Shopify store because I have physical products, I have online offerings, I do mentoring. I call myself a spiritual and holistic wellness mentor. So I have all sorts of offerings that fit into that. And yeah, that's where they can find me because that's where everything's living right now. So. That's the baby that's being birthed. I actually have (laughs) twins. I've got twins being birthed. I've got that website that's linked to the Shopify store. So the first twin's been born. Just waiting for the second one to come on out. But probably by the time this episode comes out, it will have been fully birthed. Hallelujah.
0: (laughs) Hallelujah. Indeed, my friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that said, thank you for an amazing conversation. If you are listening and you enjoyed this conversation, check out. One of the earlier episodes, one of the, I think you were like the first three or five. I years. was an OG. So, I was a Meaningful yeah.
1: Revolution OG.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Uh. Yes. Go check that conversation out if you haven't already. And with that, folks, we will see you in the next episode of the Meaningful Revolution podcast.
1: Thank you, Sean.